and welcome to Anto Knows. This is episode 117, okay? Today we're finally, finally going to talk about Invincible. Yes, I know, there's a television series and there are the comic books. We're going to talk about all those combinations in the trade paperbacks. Now, I didn't uh, get the regular floppies, as they say in comic book jargon. I just got the trade paperbacks, which are easy to collect, and they're not that expensive. They're a lot of fun to read. I noticed when I first started doing this, uh, the first two were the hardest to find because of the television series. We'll go over the television series at another time. That's a, a whole separate thing. So, And there's difference between what happened in the comics and what happening on the TV show right now. Because TV shows have to change things because all oh, this character doesn't work or all oh, that we have to fit in this character or whatever. So today we'll just talk about the trade paperbacks which combined all the uh, issues. Starting with volume one. Okay, I can't cover every single adventure because we'll be here forever and we, nobody wants to listen to a, a podcast that that's long, right? Do you? No. Okay, unless you're on a long car trip. So, what we'll talk about is uh, Mark Grayson, a.k.a. Invincible, uh, throughout these uh, trades and all uh, his adventures, and we'll cover it basically the bare bones. What's my suggestion to you? Buy the trade paperbacks and read them yourself. Right now, as of this broadcast, it's pretty cold outside. might be a good day to get these and read them for yourself. Because it's always great to read the source material. Because, you know, movies are great, TV shows are great, but when you read the original source material, you'll say, wow, that's different from what they did on TV or what they did in the movie. So here we go. Part 1, Volume 1, Family Matters. And this uh, stuff was by Robert Kurtzman and Con Walker. Robert Kurtzman, if you don't know that name, he's the guy that gave us The Walking Dead, okay? And this was all done by Image Comics, and they were kind of trying to struggle and find their own identity at this time. And I kind of missed the, the bus when it came to Invincible, and when I saw the TV show, I said, what is this? So I automatically wanted to buy these trades so that I could jump into this adventure, too. Okay. Invincible starts as a young man. His name is Mark Grayson, and he's learning to become a superhero. Okay? And he finds out from uh, his dad that his uh, dad was a Virtumite. Okay? And uh, he tells him that, oh, you know, you're going to have powers, too, one day. You're going to be just like me, and uh, I'm Omni-Man. So everybody kind of knows uh, in his family that he's Omni-Man, and he eventually joins the Guardians of the Globe and becomes a hero and helps them out. But everything that his father tells him, and he's, you know, this benevolent character, this kind character, is a lie. So I was just as surprised as anyone. I go, wow. That would be like... He's sort of like a cross between Shazam and Superman, and he's very powerful. And, and if, what if he just lied to us? He doesn't want to fight for truth and justice in the American way. He wants to basically, well, you'll find out. So 
after that, uh, Mark on his first adventure battling the Mauler twins, these two big blue guys who were like inventors or always inventing things, he runs into the team team. Uh, Robert Kurtman uses a lot of sources from, you know, because superheroes have been basically done over and over and over again. And of course, you're going to get influences from the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men. So the team teen is sort of like a cross between the Teen Titans and the X-Men. Okay? And uh, their roster included Robot, he'll become important later, Duplicate, she'll become important later, Rexplode, he'll become important later, and the beautiful Adam Eve. She becomes not only a powerful hero in her own right, but she goes through the ringer. That poor girl, a lot of things happen to her throughout this series. Through heartbreak, through tragedy, it, it's just a, a lot of things. And when Mark eventually picks the moniker Invincible, his school principal says to him, to remember, you're not Invincible. He basically takes up that name, and that name is pushed to its absolute limit. He's given that name because the principal noticed him being very heroic, helping a weaker kid who was getting beat up by a bully, and he says, well, that was very good of you to do that, but remember, you're not Invincible. So he uses that uh, moniker, okay? He eventually dons a yellow, blue, and black costume, the classic costume with the cut-off gloves. I'm not real fond of that, but that's okay. And uh, this tailor uh, gives it. So he basically has everything that a typical man has. And he's sort of like a cross between Spider-Man and Superboy. Not Superman, Superboy. Real uh, cosmic, real big, powerful guy, but has the morals and ethics of Superman and the morals and ethics of Spider-Man. You know, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do. I'm going to try to do ordinary things too. Okay. His father uh, helps him become a hero and teaches him about the uh, being a, a superhero. So the last volume ends with him stopping uh, a former teacher who wanted revenge, and he was turning kids into human bombs. Volume 2, 8 is enough. Mark journeys into outer space, and he meets an alien named Alan. He's this big orange guy, and I like Alan. He's an interesting guy. He talks in telepathy and so forth. Now, you would think he would be this big threat, but he's going there to look for the Virtumites because he doesn't know where they are because he's working for a sort of a galactic alliance. They're kind of like the Rebel Alliance or, you know, any of those other uh, groups that helps out the galaxy. And uh, Mark eventually tells him, uh, Alan, this isn't the planet you're looking for. He goes, You've been going to the wrong planet for the long time. This is Earth. Earth? You mean this isn't what I'm going to know? He's like, oh, darn. So he's he's kind of like taken aback by that. And and they fight, and they fight, and they, they fight quite a few times throughout this series. Uh, there also was a really cool uh, scene where 
they're playing uh, baseball in the sky, him and his father. I thought that was a neat. Uh, when you buy the action figures, they're actually, they kind of recreate that scene. The other thing that's bad happens, remember I said that poor Adam Eve goes through the ringer? Well, she has a long relationship with this fellow named Rex Splode. Now, you would think that Rex, he's kind of like Gambit in many ways. He can basically turn anything into a bomb. So like if you're a playing card, a piece of paper, anything, a tissue box, you name it. His own, his own skin, anything if he needed to turn it into a bomb. And he has this long relationship with Eve, and he, she ch- catches him cheating on her with this other character who's actually a nice girl named Duplicate. I'll leave that to your own imagination when you read the book. It's really sad. But the meat of this story comes here in Volume 2. It's probably why it's the hardest to find in I remember when they restarted Comic-Con, I really wanted to find the first two issues, the first two graphic novels, and I couldn't find them, but I just bought whatever Invincible he had. So I eventually got them through online, and you get the Guardians of, uh, the Guardians of the Globe. They're on the cover of this. And they're sort of the images version of Justice League or the Avengers. So we first start out with Darkwing. Yes, that is his name. And he was named after the Disney hero Darkwing Duck. And a little bit, of course, of Batman. So a little bit of, you know, those pulp characters that are still running around today. So he lives in a city that is perpetually dark. People call it Dark City. And nobody wants to live there because criminals thrive there. And he's this tough black guy who has skills like Darkwing and like uh, Batman, all right? Uh, Along with Red Rush, who's kind of like the Flash. War Woman, who is kind of a cross between uh, Thor and uh, Wonder Woman. Tough, you know, Batman in jam, as they say, and, and she carries like a mace, not, a, not an amber, so a little bit of Hawk Girl and a little bit of Thor. Uh, Martian Man, who is like Martian Manhunter, and uh, their Aquaman. He's sort of like a cross between Submariner and Aquaman, and he looks like a giant fish guy. Man, uh, Man Ray, okay? Man Ray is, is, is basically their equivalent of Aquaman and Submariner. And the Immortal, he'll come important later because uh, he basically is immortal. We'll talk about his origins uh, a little later. Okay, and the Green Ghost, he's sort of this shapeshifter who has all this green glop all over him. Okay. In the, com- in the TV series, they made him a girl. I guess there weren't enough girls there. And uh, let's see here. I'm looking through my notes. Uh, an Omni-Man. Okay. There also is a shapeshifter who's kind of like Martian Manhunter, too. He's a, a Martian. Okay. And somebody sets off an alarm. And all the heroes go to the headquarters and say, what's going on? Now, in the TV series, this, is, this goes on a little longer, but in the comic, in this trade paperback, he slaughters 
the Guardians of the Globe. Omni-Man does. And nobody knows about it for a long time. He just clobbers them. He kill he kills them and he kills them just one, two, three. It's just horrible. It's like one page and he's covered in their blood. Now mind you, he was friends with them. He he played chess with Darkwing. He he went to parties with them. He knew their families. It'd be like a coworker just going nuts, you know? It doesn't make any sense, does it? After all, he told us, right? And while all this is going on, Annamie's stressing out what her own problems with the Guardians all dead, she eventually tells Mark what's been going on with her about what happened with Duplicate and Rick Explode. So there's a little bit of, like, the soap opera thing and all these other things, okay? Everyone mourns the loss of the Guardians. And guess who gives the eulogy? Omni-Man. He's the only survivor. Now there's this like Hellboy-like character, and he's kind of like he's kind of like a cross between the demon and uh, and Hellboy and Hellblazer, and he's a private detective, and he basically is sent in to figure out what happened to the Guardians. Volume three, Perfect Strangers. So after the, uh, the funerals for the Guardians of the Globe, gotta get a new group together. So robot who uh, is this, basically, a? he's a drone, but far away, there is this glob guy, this guy who was basically like a, a baby or a strange thing inside a tank. He is robot, and he basically controls these drones from far away, and he's brilliant, okay? Uh, this, new, this other character who's a friend of Omni-Man and a friend of Mark's, uh, or a.k.a. Invincible, and he tells them that, oh, you know, we're going to put a new group together. And he's kind of like the guys that brought the Avengers together in the movies, except he's an older guy. So he says, we got to get some new people together. Okay? So he has a, a group of auditions for new heroes. And their roster includes Duplicate, this girl who can multiply herself in different ways. Shrinking Ray, she, he's kind of like the Atom. Now, in the in the show, it's a girl. In the in the comics, it's a guy. Okay, Monster Girl. Boy, does she have a complicated origin, and she has a very long relationship with Robot. But think about this. You know how girls and, and guys and so forth, when they're little, they have temper tantrums. Now, she was just an ordinary girl at one time, and then she basically was exposed to something, and she turns into a monster when she gets angry, just like the Hulk. But the problem is, when she transformed back into a human being, she started out as a young woman. Now she's a little girl. Okay? So when she's standing there, registered for the roster, Rexplode basically treats her like crap, you know? He says, he says to her, what are you doing? You know, what's this little kid doing here? This is silly. She's, she's too little. What is she going to do? Boy, does she teach him, as they say. She takes him to school. And they beat each other up really badly. Oh, brutally. Now, mind you, this comic is not for kids. 
So I would say you would have to be a little bit of a preteen or something to really appreciate it. And after they they this Rex is like, never mind. But he gets to be get picked as one of the roster. And Black Samson. He's kind of like um Luke Cage, you know, guy with a vulnerable skin. Uh, eventually, he gets to pick up the moniker of Invincible. I'll explain that as time goes on. Okay? Uh, the Mauler twins try to steal some stuff, and they, they stop them. Uh, and they try to reanimate the immortal, and they do. They put his head back on him, and he comes back to life, and he goes crazy. So wouldn't you, I mean, you get brought back to life after you've been killed, and what do you want to do? Your first person you want to go after is the guy that tried to kill you, and, and he goes after Omni-Man. So Omni-Man fights him, fights him, fights him, and eventually kills him again. But he comes back, because that's one of the reasons why, because he's immortal. Mark sees all this, Invincible, and he and the rest of the national television audience sees their battle. Mark and his father, his father's like, well, we got to talk. And, and he tells him, yeah, I killed the Guardians of the Globe. I, I did all this. I had to do it because I had to weaken our Earth's defenses. And he's like, why? And he's like, well, I told you before that I'm an Ultramite. I'm, a hero, I'm, I'm, I'm from their world, but we're not heroes. We're conquerors. I was sent here as a patrol to basically find out Earth's defenses weaken them, and make everyone take a knee or, or I will destroy them. So he says, so think about this, Mark. You don't want to do this, all right? Look, why don't we just work together? You work with me. And he said, but they're our friends. They're our family, this world. And he says, oh, this world doesn't mean anything to me. Nothing means anything to me. You know that. He says, you're way powerful than all these people. You know that, he goes, what about mom? And he calls his own wife. Could you imagine this? A pet. Now, I love my pets. Uh, they're a member of the family, but you don't call somebody that. That's insanity. But that's what he does. So they have a huge, brutal battle. We're talking major league brutal battle. Blood, smack, and they kill Innocent, you're just standing there minding your own business or you're going shopping or doing something and, and all this hell basically breaks loose right in front of your own town. Buildings get toppled and and uh, Omni-Man's excuse is you killed those people because you we got in their way. So then on top of a mountainside way across the world, Omni-Man battles his own son. On national television. Okay? So before he brings the final blow, he says, you will live to see the end of civilization. What? Where will you go? What will you have in 500 years? Omni-Man says to him. Struggling to all uh, breath, his own son looks at him, very Shakespearean, and says to him, I'll still have you, Dad. I'll still have you. Omni-Man flies away in disgust, and he kind of, like, can't believe 
with the blood of his own son on him, says, you know, oh, God, he made me love him. And even before this battle, he says to him, well, okay, be it so, I can just start all over again. But he, he realizes that he loves him. Okay, so after he flies off, uh, he, he disappears for a while, but he comes back. He, he, has, he has a long redemption arc. Uh, he uh, heals, and uh, Al, uh, he eventually heals. Uh, the uh, uh, Cecil helps him heal, and his mother falls into deep, dark despair. They're real characters here. I don't think you would ever see this kind of development ever in Marvel or DC. No d uh, disrespect to them, but I, I think Image just basically did it right here. It was pretty good. Okay, so Alan the Alien comes back. and you know I, I like Alan. And he finds him, and he this time he's come to the right, right planet, and he, he talks to Invincible, and he says, he says oh, I'm looking for Omni-Man. He says, he says, don't worry, he's gone. He he left. He says, "If the Virtuites come, I can maybe I can count on you and your your coalition to help me." And he says, "Yeah, you guess so." So they're sitting there on the moon talking through telepathy. And he said, well, "What are you gonna do next?" He says, "Well, I guess I'm gonna try to finish high school, maybe go to college and do all those other things that regular people do." And uh, Alan says, "That's that sounds good." Uh, when I was typing this up, my sister said to me, that's the Spider-Man part of it. And I go, yes, absolutely. Uh, Invincible does team up with the Web Slinger in one big special. We'll get into that as time goes on. What do you think of Invincible? Have you been watching the show? Have you been reading the comics? Definitely read the source material. That's always been my uh, recommendation for anything like that. I will definitely see you again on another Antone Nails, and we will continue with our adventures of Invincible. This is going to take a long time, so there's a lot of volumes, but I'm sure we'll enjoy this journey together. I'll see you again on another Antone Nose. <laughs>